Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, a podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. This, my friends, is episode number 456, and I am your host, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man. And my friends, this week's episode, I have the most awesome guest I could possibly have, my lovely wife, Stephanie Ravenscraft. Stephanie, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I am doing exceptionally well. Thank you very much. I wanted to invite Stephanie to come into the studio with me to talk about our experience with Tony Robbins' event, Unleash the Power Within. This is something that she experienced with me. Let's jump right into Tony Robbins. Before this past weekend, before going to Dallas, what had you ever heard of or known about Tony Robbins? Anything? No. I kept telling you, I know that name. Okay. But I couldn't place that. Like, I couldn't tell you anything that I had heard about him or that I had known. I just recognized the name. That's it. That's it. Didn't know what that name was attributed to. No. You just you tried to name. get me to watch some, like, 35-minute YouTube video, and I was like, mm, I'm bored. I'm out. Yep. When I came to you about this conference... From your perspective, how did I approach you? What did I say? Um, so I think it was a text message. Okay. That you, you had texted me, what do you think about this event? And you had sent like some details on Unleashing the Power Within. And you had said that Ray recommended it. He recommended if we go that we both go so that we share the same language. And that you looked at it, you're really interested, and it's happening like in a couple of months in Dallas. Right. So I look at the dates and I'm like, okay, three days, I can do that. And then I open my calendar after I've already said yes. Okay. And you've purchased the tickets because you don't waste any time. I don't. Hey, I make a decision. <laughs> he, we go. He didn't waste any time. So then I open up my calendar. I'm like, crap, that's four days. And he comes up and he's like, and that's a day of travel before and after. And I'm like, crap, now that's six days. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> And leaving the kids for that amount of time started causing me stress. Right. Straight away. Like from the minute I wrote Dallas in my calendar for six days. Right. So you're going into this event. I don't want to go. And you don't want to go. I don't want to go. But I... Outside of the stress with the kids, was there anything else why you didn't want to go? I think you told me like maybe 10 days before we flew out that... Oh, by the way, you're going to walk on fire. Yes. I'm like, oh, by the way, you're full of crap. <laughs> so then I'm like, not only do I not want to go, how honest can I be in what I want to say here? You, uh, you, baby. What the hell has he gotten me into? You, I'm can, like, you can say whatever you so, want. And if you happen to curse, I'll bleep you out. Okay. So now I don't want to go. I don't want to leave my kids. I've I've been in a matter of six weeks. I've been to Iowa for a week. <laughs> I've been... To Atlanta for two days. I've I've done a lot of traveling already this summer. I don't want to leave again for six days. I don't want to leave the kids. I don't want to call my mom and ask her if she can watch the kids. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yep. I don't want to is what I am plagued with. And then you tell me I'm going to walk and then I just think you're crazy. So the walking on fire kind of pushed you over the edge. I still didn't research. I still didn't because... I honestly thought that if I gave myself anything else other than those two things, that it would have made more of a negative impact on my mindset going in. Yes. My pregame mindset. Yes. So it's fair to say that leading up to the event, even traveling to the event, you're going in with a, would you say a very negative attitude towards it? I don't even know if negative is the right way. I, I think it's just indifferent. Skeptical? I was very skeptical. Skeptical of what? I don't think I was skeptical until like a couple of days before and you read me the concerned listeners thing before you and Ray recorded. Yes. So the feed- And so then after that feedback came in and then I'm like, he really is crazy. <laughs> I really am. He, he He really is crazy. And then I'm thinking, but I like Ray. And I've never, I've never had any, um, I lean strongly on the discernment that God has given me. Yep. And 
I've never had any weird vibes from Ray. I like Ray. He's a good man. Yeah. Yes. So now they're both crazy. (laughs) Ray's pretty crazy too. I think they're both crazy. And I think you already knew at the time that I had told you that Michael and Gail had done this as well. Right. And and Michael and Gail. And I highly respect both of them. And they're not crazy. Well, now they are. (laughs) Cliff, yes. Ray, probably. Now they are. Michael and Gail. So I went in holding holding to the fact that I knew personally three people that I love and respect had done this and I don't view them as crazy, but I was still I love that those three you love and respect and I I, I love but, and but, respect but, you, but you are crazy. <laughs> I live with you on a daily basis. I see them like, you know, once every couple of years. I love that. And um so I was still going in skeptical and indifferent. And the, I did not want to be away from my kids. Yeah. And I also shared with you the, the advice that Michael had sent to me prior to going. I don't think you shared that until I was on the plane. Right. But I had shared it. Like you you had, I'm sure you had written down in your notes how to, how to, when I can give Stephanie information when. Yes. Like I can't, I can't play, I can't lay all my cards on the table right now. Yeah. I have to wait. Let's Let's get her on the plane first. (laughs) Let's show her three days and then tell her six. Let's, Whatever. Let, let's slowly, slowly <laughs> ease her into it. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, so that's why you bought me first class tickets, wasn't it? It was what? to butter me up before you laid some more crazy stuff I, on me. I bought you first class tickets, booked us a super awesome hotel and planned to take you out to dinner to a very nice establishment. Which we did. I planned all of that because I'm madly in love with you uh, and you're worth it. Thank you. It was a great, it was, it was incredible. And now you have a standard to live up to. I know. So. Stephanie told me on the way back, I'm never flying coach again. I'm not flying coach again. I will be sitting in first class while my children are in coach <laughs> with someone else. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yes. Okay. So now so, everybody has yeah. a feeling of, of your thoughts. Right. Moving into the event. Okay. All right. Now what I want to know, let's talk about just the first day. All right. First day all the way through the firewalk. How's that first day for you? Okay. Didn't we start later in the day that day? Yeah, like, the first day started at 12.30 in the afternoon. Okay, so we had plenty of time to, to get up and get ready and you know we weren't rushed or anything. And is that actually true? Or No, we went over early so we could get seats. So we sat there for like four hours, right? So now I'm sitting in this huge area. We had fairly good seats. So we're just sitting there and people are coming in and, and I'm still, I want to be here. How rude is it if I just, I mean, I know my ticket costs a lot of money, but how rude is it if I just say like, I need to go. I just don't want to be here. Right. And, um, once it got started, the music is playing there, there, and you had asked me to, you know, that, that Michael asked us to, to, um, play full out, play full out. And aside from the jumping up and down, which I cannot physically do, the first day I played full out. Yep. And it was good. It, it was He had, um, Tony Robbins has an energy that is absolutely contagious. Yes. You can feel it when he's present. And the information that first night, I absolutely loved. It was a lot of the mind over matter and what you focus on is um, what will happen. And it's all written down in my notes, which I'm going to look over when I get back from Chicago. And then the last like (laughs) three and a half hours of the evening is preparing for the firewalk. Yep. And I was very well engaged and enjoyed day one. So day one was the firewalk. I want to know what your experience was with the firewalk. Okay. So, <laughs> so they prepare you for like three and a half hours to do this, which I thought was hilarious that they spent that much time really getting you into the right mindset, but also necessary. So it's time. Take off your shoes, roll up your pants, and we start heading out. And okay, I'm only 5'3". And a half, but the half doesn't really count when you are in a crowd of people who are taller than you. Because there comes a point when you can't see anywhere above anyone's shoulders and your 
can't breathe because, you know, they're all blocking the fresh air from coming down to, you know, near the ground where you are. And um, so I'm, I'm in this crowd feeling like cattle being <laughs> herded off to the slaughter and I can't breathe and it's messing with me. It's Dallas. It's hot. I'm barefoot. I hate being on grass and gravel and I, I hate it. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about the things that they have told you that you, you know, that you need to focus on because what you focus on is what's going to happen and all this. And the whole crowd is chanting, yes, yes, you know, and and it has an energy to it. You can, it's like the yeses were an actual heartbeat of their own. Yep. And so I'm standing in this crowd. I can't breathe. I can't see over anyone, have no idea where I'm at in line because I can't see over top of anyone. It's dark outside. It's like 1030 in the evening. The greatest enjoyment I got while standing in that line was watching the people who were in the window of the Omni Hotel that was next to us, watching us stand like herded cattle. And so I'm sitting there. Every time I say yes, I think no. Straight up. I'm like, I'm going to be the one person out of all of these people that is like burnt down to the stubs and I'm going to have to fly home with no feet. And like, this is how I'm going to spend the rest of my life because my husband was stupid enough to drag me to this when he knew I didn't want to go. And dang, Ray Edwards is no longer my friend because this is going to be the end. (laughs) Straight up. That's where I was. I was not... Like, I I don't know. I teeter-tottered back and forth between the, yes, I can do this. I've got this. I'm a bad ass. I am going to walk across this fire. I am going to own this place. And the, um, whatever. I, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. I don't even care. I'm not afraid of it. I just don't want to do it. And then I'm like, you know what? I've survived sexual abuse i've survived neglectful parents i've survived you know i'm naming off all of these things that i have overcome in my life i'm like i can walk on fire you know why because i'm a bad i'm not afraid of the fire i just don't want to do it (laughs) i can't (laughs) breathe it's hot out here i'm standing in grass i hate grass i don't people can't even understand i'm itching talking about it because literally the feeling of grass makes my skin crawl been that way since I was a little girl. I was I was a teeny little baby. My mom couldn't put me in the grass because I would scream my head. I hate the feeling of grass. It's the most disgusting thing ever. Ugh. And so I'm standing in this grass and I'm barefoot and I can feel it and they're telling me to focus and they're telling and so I get up to it. I'm standing in the grass, which obviously means my turn's cl- close because yep. I, I, okay. And still, yes, no, yes, no. Yes, I can do this. I don't want to. Yes, like whatever. And the lady says, when he tells you to go, go. He'll know when you're ready. You're crazy. (laughs) All of these people are crazy. And I no longer trust anyone in my life. And y'all are crazy. Crazy. And I'm standing there and I'm holding my sweater because it's freezing cold in the convention center. And I walked outside wearing my sweater. And then I'm like whatever it's june in dallas it ain't cold out here so i'm holding this big sweater which is actually my kids call a security blanket which is kind of funny that it ended up being with me in this moment uh-huh and um so i'm i'm holding this sweater and i'm not looking down i'm looking up and i'm saying yes and i'm saying i'm thinking no and i'm like y'all are full of and I bleep myself there. Do you like you that? You did good. Thanks. And that almost sounded like I edited it out. Yeah, you didn't though. I just stopped myself. That was that was no editing necessary. That was awesome. And I hear him say, "Okay, you're ready. Go." And I walk. I'm still saying yes. And the next thing I know, I'm standing in mud, which is worse than grass. <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, I'm done." I did it. You know why? Because I'm a badass. I remember the feeling of the coals. I remember the texture of the coals. I don't remember the heat, but I ended up on the other side with burnt stumps. (laughs) With my unburnt feet. No burns. No burns whatsoever. No. Awesome. So there's my fire walking story. Did you like that? That was good. No, that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted the absolute authentic and, and I did not expect anything less than what you just gave. That was Stephanie's experience. It was. When it comes to the fire walk for me, I had no fear whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I first heard about the fire walk 
probably about two years ago, maybe even three years ago, from Michael Hyatt. Okay. I'm sitting in his office. He tells me about, we were talking about events. He was telling me about his experience, his and Gail's experience at a Tony Robbins event. And I'm like, really? What's that like? And he and he tells me about these different things. He says, and there's a fire walk. And I'm like, fire walk? I'm intrigued. Tell me more. And uh, and I- <laughs> That wasn't the experience I had when you told me I was going to walk on yeah. fire. Well, he didn't I wasn't tell me. intrigued. Yeah. But so I, so he tells me about it. I'm like, it, it's real. I mean, just real fiery hot. Yeah, absolutely. Real fiery hot coals. And, and you walk across them. I'm like, wow, that blows my mind. He says, but but it, it's a, he was explaining it's a metaphor. But he's like, you know, people have done this for thousands of years. And and so I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I, t- I tucked that away. And, and I remember when Michael told me that. I'm thinking, and he told me how much money he spent to go to this event for him and Gail, or actually how much money it cost. As I'm thinking about the cost of a Tony Robbins event such as this, I, you know, a couple years back, my mindset was different then than it is now. I'm like, I'd never be able to afford that. I, I can't imagine that I would ever go, let alone take Stephanie. It's just, that's just, so I just tucked that away and that's, it's gone. And, and as a result of Michael talking about Tony Robbins, I start perking up every time I hear the name Tony Robbins. And whenever I see content come by, YouTube video or whatever, I, I, I pay attention to it. I read it. I watch it. And then, you know, fast forward, Ray tells us, tells me, I, you know, doing what you're thinking about doing, I think it'd be very beneficial. I think you should think about going to Unleash the Power Within event, Tony Robbins's event. And I said, well, if I go, do you think I should take Stephanie? And he goes, I don't think it's absolutely required that she go. But if you go, if you take her, it will be extremely beneficial. You guys will be on the same page and you'll be able to share a lot of the same language. It was a significant investment. One we had the money for, but money that quite honestly was planned to be used elsewhere in the business. So it was reallocated for this. And I just told Ray, I said, I'll think about it. You know, I, I, I said, I'll pray about when the timetable is. I agree that it seems like to me, it's the right thing to do to go to this event. I'll, I'll pray about the timetable. And then it just, the more it just laid on my heart, I'm like, okay, I need to ask Stephanie, look up the dates. Oh, we're available. We could make this happen. Let's do this if Stephanie says yes. And that's where, you know, you've already covered all that. So, um, and Ray tells me about the firewalk and it's like, oh crap, I forgot about the firewalk. But I'm thinking, but Ray says he's done it and, you know, didn't get burned. And it, and it is, my, my thinking is exactly what you thought. You know, it's like, listen, they, I trust and respect these guys immensely. Uh, these three individuals, Mike and Gail Hyatt, Ray Edwards, if they say they've done it, they did not get burned, and they have all pretty much assumed that, you know, hey, you could do this. They insinu- It's insinuated that you could do this, and it's it'll be an experience you'll never forget. It, it's something that you'll always be able to say you've done. It, it's an exciting thing. And so I adopted that mindset. It's a done deal. I'm not going to get burned. And the fact that hundreds of thousands of people have been doing this for thousands of years and and you know people just it people don't get burned and it's yeah this is no big deal that's so for me there was no fear um while this firewalking is meant to be a metaphor for a lot of things and one of those metaphors is you know conquering fear for me it wasn't necessarily that because i had zero fear zero anxiety about walking over those coals. I just knew I was going to do it and I knew I was going to end up on the other side without burned feet. That I had that much faith and confidence that that's the way it was going to work out. And of course, my experience is that is exactly how it turned out. So here's the deal. Uh, There are some people out there that will have all kinds of scientific explanations as to why you don't get burned Tony will tell you that it's it's where you put your focus, and if you focus, you tell your mind not to think about the coals and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You you won't get burned. You know that you can do this. You can, your body will do whatever it takes to protect you. And there, of course, you can read a Wikipedia article about firewalking, and it tells you that the reason why it works and you don't get burned is because there's a certain amount of moisture in your feet, and as it evaporates, it it's it's protecting you. It's putting a barrier between you and the fiery hot coals. And also that the coals are a poor conductor of heat and blah, 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 blah. But in this event, you probably have, I mean, I'm sure that most everybody who has been listening uh, for the last two weeks probably saw the news 
because it's been reported around everywhere around the world. Somebody in Australia sent me a screen capture on Snapchat. And yeah. says, I just saw this on Australian news. Are you okay? And it's a report of 30 people who got burned. So if you tell me that the reason why people don't get burned is because ash is a poor conductor, then how do you explain 30 people who did get burned? And by the way, I think only two or no seven people, five to seven people went to the hospital. You're saying five? Okay. I don't think anyone went to the hospital. I think they sought further attention than what was yes. provided by the conference, what was provided by Tony Robbins' team. Yeah. Someone someone called 911. This is happening. Tons of people are getting burned. 911 sent four ambulances. Five of the 30 chose to be looked at by paramedics. Gotcha. Okay. And it, I don't think anyone did not return to the conference. I, yeah, they all came to the conf- came back to the conference and finished the weekend. I do know that at least one person went to the hospital. Okay. And suffered, I think, second degree burns. Okay. But everybody, I mean, now they say 30 people were burned. Is that burned. the selfie person? Yeah, I think it was the selfie person. Okay. Somebody stopped and took a selfie of themselves. You earned your burns. <laughs> well... Anyway, the, the the thing is, though, is they say 30 people got burned. Most of the people who got burned of the 30, we're talking a blister. Right. But th- here's the thing. The the fire coals, they did they measure the heat. It was somewhere between 1,200 and 2,200 degrees. That's the, the heat of the coals. So the coals were hot. Some people got burned. And I, well, I'll tell you that for those people, they'll tell you it was a good conductor. And, and also... I personally talked to one person and I had heard other secondhand accounts of people who had talked to some people who were burned and every single one of them said the same thing, that they they were not focused, they were looking down and they were not in the right state of mind. Mm-hmm. And when because they were not in the state of, right state of mind and they were focused on would they get burned, they, they got did, burned. They in fact get burned. Exactly. So, but anyway, firewalking. I wrote down some notes for myself um, here are some things that that I have. Uh, number one, what does firewalking mean to me? I realize that I can accomplish things that I once thought were was impossible. Now I told you that I thought it was possible, but I only thought it was possible from the time Michael told me. But if you would have told me before Michael told me, Cliff, one day you're going to walk across a fiery hot bed of coals that are red hot, and you're not going to get burned, I would have told you that's impossible. So there was a point in time where. I thought what we did there would be impossible. And the interesting thing, and this is a metaphor of many areas of life, the things that we might fear and think are impossible, we can be convinced. And you even said this in your story, Stephanie. It's like, well, listen, my, I know my husband's crazy, but Ray Edwards said I can do this. And if Michael and Gail say this can be done, I trust them. And so I'm going to do it. And so that at least got you to the place where you stepped up to the the flame, you know. You didn't have to walk out the door with everyone. I know. It was was your decision. And not everybody did. There were 8,000 people at the conference. And 7,000 of the 8,000 did the firewalk. 1,000 people chose not to. The news media did the report on the 30 who got burned. But they failed to report the 7,970 people. 7,970 people who walked on fire and did not get burned, which is a pretty incredible thing. Anyway, so, but it, it, this this metaphor is how many things that we might think are impossible, if, if you want to learn how to do things, to conquer the fear or to, to, to achieve things that you might think can't be done, find people who've already done it. Right. That you trust and ask them about their experience and let that give you and build confidence into you. I love this, the importance of taking the first step. You take that first step and I guarantee you, <laughs> at least in fire, you're going to- You're going to keep taking You're going to keep taking steps. The next thing it reminded me of, taking consistent massive action and, the, and how momentum gets you going. But once I started that first step, I was already off the coals before I realized I was walking on fire. It's like, wow, that was incredible. There's also the principle of visualizing yourself on the other side already having achieved what you set out to do with the results that you expected to get. That's exactly one of the things that is a a part of walking on this fire without getting burned. Don't focus on the fire. Don't focus on what could go wrong. 
focus on what you can and will achieve and getting the results that you desired. And also the reminder, when you're doing things, stop looking down, stop focusing on the potential issues. Instead, always look up and forward. Look forward where you're going. That's where your focus needs to be. Firewalking. Firewalking. So we, let's just, okay, so you finished the firewalk, all right? Let's just say the conference ended that night. How do you feel about the conference? Seriously, forget about day two, three, and four. The firewalk. It was incredible. Um, the firewalk ended. We go home the next day. If that were the conference, how do you, how would you say this? How would you rate this conference on a scale of one to ten? How would you rate it? Ten. What? Ten. Wait a second. You're somebody who did not want to go to this. Yeah. And at the end of the event, you you rated a ten, and. Do you feel like you got anything more out of out of it than walking on fire? I got a ton out of the first night. Is there anything else that stands out in your mind right now? Isn't day one when we talked about our needs and how there there are six needs? To, yeah, the six human needs. Wasn't that on? Yeah, the six human needs and how we'll do anything to fulfill those needs. We'll, people will give up on their dreams to fulfill their needs. Day one was incredible. I came off of day one saying, I've got to bring my kids. You did. I need my kids to know this information while they're young and moldable and not so cynical and cranky like I am. <laughs> you went from, I don't even care. I hate this. Why am I here? Well, I don't think I hated it. I just uh, didn't want to be there. Uh, you hated the fact that you were there. Hate's a strong word, but yeah. Okay. During day one, you're having this 10 experience, thinking you're loving it so much, we have to bring our kids here. Yes. That's incredible. I even wrote that down. So, I mean, there, there is so much in in this event. The, the first day was all about movement and energy and emotion. Changing your physiology. Changing your physiology, changing your language, and changing what you focus on. We can literally put ourselves in a beautiful state of mind anytime we want by changing our physiology, our focus, and our language. Yes. And just knowing that is an incredible thing. And what I wrote down in my notes as after I came home or on our way back, I wrote down that this is literally going to change my life in the area that I wanted personally to become a master in. I want to master the area of living in each moment and enjoying it for what it is. I've always struggled when I'm alone with the kids or family time and stuff like that. My mind is not there. I'm not, I'm, I'm thinking about other things that I either have done and I'm worried about um, circumstances, you know, certainty, security, financial, or what am I getting, you know, I, once, once we're finished here, what do I need to go do and how long is this going to take before I can go get that thing done? And I, that's always been a struggle of mine and, and, it, it, it has been something I felt really terrible about. I made the decision that that's not going to be an issue for me anymore. And I don't, for you, I don't know how, if it's any different for you, but man, I feel like my relationship with all three of my kids like radically changed like the second we got home, even before we got home. But I, just every personal interaction that I've had with our children since I've been back it is, it's different. Now, day two had tons of valuable information as well, lots of great insights, and I think we still had a positive experience. So let's just ask you this question. If we left at the end of day two, and day two was the end of the conference, overall, what would you rate the conference on a scale of one to 10? A nine. A nine. And here's, here's why. A lot of this information that we were learning on day two was how to take these principles and apply them to your business it didn't seem as applicable to your yes. circumstances and so it would drop after day two it would drop from a 10 to a nine but i still enjoyed day two yeah. very much um i really liked joseph and again i played full out and had a very good time and it was a full day yep. it, it was 8 30 in the morning until like 11 30 at night or something like that no he got us out an hour early so, it, I mean, it was still a, a it was crazy still a nine. packed day, but um, but it was a nine. 
day three, we don't know what day three is all about, except that, you know, we've had two amazing days of this experience so far. Stephanie came out after day one with a 10. I came out of day one with a 10. We, Stephanie came out of day two with a nine. I still came out of day two with a 10. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm excited. I said, Stephanie, I, if you don't mind, I'm going to go early and I'm going to get, I'm going to stand in line and get seats. I want to get front row seats this time. Right. And so I did and I got us, you know, right up front. And what happened was Tony was back for day three and Tony likes his stadium. He really is an alien. He is an alien. And his internal body temperature is like negative 15 below. Yeah. So anyway, he requested extra air conditioning brought in and they literally ran big, massive vents. Six of them. Here's the deal. The the vents were so big, I could have crawled through them. Yes. Like my body would have fit in them. Yes. And they actually ran them right in front of the stage below all six of them. Blowing directly at the front rows of that you chose to sit uh, that in. I chose to sit in. And now before we got up there, you walk into the venue and it's already and I'm not kidding. This is no exaggeration. It's already like 60 degrees in there. But the air conditioning that was blowing out of these vents, I'm telling you, it's like 37 degrees. It was. Yeah, I th- now just to give you an idea, they know how cold it is. They warn you ahead of time. I even sent Stephanie that message and you we actually got a goodie bag and in the goodie bag, they gave us two pairs of gloves. Right. All right. We were wearing our gloves. I went and bought a long sleeve shirt. I think it's probably marketing to sell their apparel, but they need to sell blankets. They, they should have sold blankets. Do you if, know how much money they would make on yes. day three with blankets? Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh my goodness. But I'm telling you guys, I am, I'm the type of person. I really don't ever complain about temperature. I never really complain. I do. I don't like being cold. Stephanie will complain about any coldness, but I typically would never be the type to complain. I had blue jeans on. I had a t-shirt on. I had another shirt with long sleeves that I had bought over top of it. I had gloves on and I was literally, my teeth were chattering inside of my mouth. I only made it like 45 minutes. I was shivering. And even though I had gloves on, I swear to you, my hands were turning blue. I only made it in for, I, I'm surprised that I made it that long. And it's probably because I walked to the venue from our hotel. So yeah. my body was warm and heated when I got there. After 45 minutes of sitting in front of the air vents, I got up and I went to sit along the side. You did. You got and, up and, and then I'm sitting there by myself. And here's the deal. deal. Day three is like, um, it, it's supposed to be, it's actually the best day of the three days. I mean, the, fir- the first two days are really warming you up to day three. I mean, that's really what this is Absolutely, all about. Absolutely, right. Now, you because know, you can't have day three without day one and two. So day three is the big day. But I didn't know that. And all I know is that they're talking, they're up there, they're doing their thing. I can't focus. I'm so freaking cold. Yes. So I know that while I'm sitting along the aisleways that the crew are going to come make me move. It's a fire hazard. The fire If the fire marshal came in, there would be fines. They're going to come make me move. I know that because someone told me that. One of the crew members said there will actually be someone coming around soon that's going to make you move. I said, that's great. I actually have two seats in the front row that I will trade anyone who's in the back for yep. in the back of our section yes. that, that we were. And Stephen was like, where are they? I said, they're in the second row, right in front of those six blowers. Yep. And <laughs> like, it's freezing cold. And it is freezing cold if, up there. If anybody says that they'll do the trade, just make sure that they know. It is cold, and, and it's so, why we're giving those seats up. And so so Stephen told a couple other of the crew, and so then they're looking for people who are back further in the back of our section who want to move up closer. It took probably like 30 minutes, maybe. Stephen comes over, and he's like, all right, I got it. And so he took me to the, to the guy and showed me where our seats would be. I showed him where you were, yep. got you, and we moved further back. And we're talking, we're way back in the back of the VIP section, which is still, that the back of the VIP section is in the front of the general admission session mm-hmm. section, and it was pretty far back. Here's the thing, though. Now, I'm not as cold. 
there's lots of human bodies between that freaking air and us. Which was the goal. Which was the goal. But here's the thing. We sat in like if you could just imagine we, we sat in the let's not play full out section yeah oh my gosh we were we were among non-participants yes to get people riled up they would play music and and do this thing and up front it's like you're at a rock concert and the energy is contagious and you, people are getting even if you didn't think that you wanted to get up and jump up and down or or to you know to to play full out you find yourself doing it just because that's just the because ener- that's what everybody around you is doing. Exactly. And, the energy. And, and it's easier for you. And it just it, it motivates you to play mm-hmm. out full out as well. Not where we were sitting in these new seats. So it, it, and by the way, it's still cold, but we don't have the Arctic air blasting on us. Right. But it's still Which very is actually cold. what I said to the guy who took our seats. I said, I hope you enjoy the Arctic. It's very cold up here. Yeah. So so we're back here. And the guy that's sitting next to me. The he is the lowest energy, least motivation motivated person I've ever seen at any event ever, and it I I mean it was it I know people will know what I'm saying I, I mean it's it's not like I do drugs or anything but the guy was killing my buzz you know what I'm saying <laughs> it, it's like it it and it wasn't just him it was three rows in front of us like. Five See, no, I people. Didn't, I didn't feel that it must have just been around you because there were plenty of people around me and I was just to your you, immediate. You, you were to the immediate right. And and to your right, if you go two people over that, then they were they were playing full out. But two people to your right and then two, three rows in front of me, two rows behind me. I was in this like this little tiny pocket of area where everybody was just like, you know what? The, the, and here's I, the this thing. ain't for me. I'm not going to argue with you on this because I was not playing full out. Right. I was a non-participant that you were sitting next to. Yep. Being in the Arctic air, my brain was frozen. Yep. My I was focused, right foot. I was focused on the cold. Yes. My right foot got so cold and was in so much pain, I could not think about anything else. Yep. I was focused on my foot. So what happens is I'm sitting there. I'm not playing full out. I know that I'm not, and I'm just not getting, but I, I have a headache. Not only do I have a headache, it's getting worse. It's building in intensity, and there's there's the screaming, and there's the, the mosh pitting, and the, you know all of this stuff is happening. And I'm at a point where when my headaches get really bad, and I see light or a light bulb, it sunbursts all around it, mm-hmm. okay? Which when I'm at home and I can turn off the lights is not a big deal. So I'm sitting here. My head hurts. I literally feel like I'm crazy. I can't stop thinking about how much my foot hurts. But then I followed that up with how much my head hurts. And then they tell me to stand up and hug five people. And I'm like, I'm out. Yep. I'm out. I I cannot hug another stranger. And I sent you a text message, which I retyped because the first time I typed it, I said, will you be mad? And then I'm like, you know what? I don't care. And I re- I erased it and I said, I'm going to lay down. Yep. I'm, I'm going to go back and lay, I'm my head is hurting. I'm not feeling well. And I'm going to go lay down. Yep. So for day three, considering the fact that it went for 12 hours after I left, I was not there for yep. half of the day. Right. And so I, I left on day three and I went back to take a nap and I didn't come back. I walked back to our hotel. I had every intention of coming back. Okay. I woke up at like... 8.30 p.m. And I'm like, oh, what's done at 10.30? It's it's crazy to go back now. That's what I thought. Yep. That's what I thought. So I got up. I went down to the restaurant and I got myself something to eat in the hotel restaurant. And you want to know what I did? What? I went back to bed. Yep. My body was so over exerted at that point. Yep. So you leave around one something. I'm not mad, not upset that you left. I completely, gosh, if I were you, I would have left. I'm telling you right now, I was, I, I could have left. Um, and be, mostly because of, the, I mean, I'm still in this dead, I'm just still Didn't in this. did you tell me that you thought about leaving? Yeah, several times. After I did? Yeah, I, I, several times I thought about leaving. It's like, listen, I, I could get out of here. I could cancel my order from Apple that's <laughs> delivering my iPad Pro to the house and we could go over to Apple and pick up my iPad Pro. It's like that, you know, forget <gasps> this. But the thing is, I promised I would, I, right. I made this commitment. I would do this event and I'm not going to do it. But at the same time, I'm really hating this experience right now. 
I mean, and hate is a strong word. I mean it. Mm-hmm. I'm hating the experience from eight o'clock. Actually, I got there at seven. Yep. And and so, but to get those seats, seven o'clock in the morning, you leave at one. I'm I'm literally hating this experience. I'm getting nothing out of it. Now, I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I took my Roland recorder. And one of the reasons why I did not leave is because I didn't want to, obviously I didn't want to leave my bag there, but inside my bag is my Roland recorder. I recorded every single session of every day. I have it 50, this, by the way, by the end of this, 50 hours of conference, 50 hours in four days. That's how long we were yeah. there. All right. So that, that may be an exaggeration. No, that's what they said. Is that what it yep. says? Okay. So 50 hours of, of this event. I recorded all 50 hours. And the main reason why I didn't leave, even though I am so not in this, I know I said I'd play full out, but this is this is not a good experience right now. And so the reason why I stayed is because I wanted the recorder to continue to go and I figure eventually when I get back home, I'm going to come back and I will go through the workbook and I will listen to everything that happened and I will go through it you know, then. But this is too freaking cold and these people that I'm sitting around, this is the worst place I could possibly be sitting right now. This is just horrible. And I'm like, whatever. And so I'm just, I'm at, at one point, like, you know, I'd say about four o'clock, I just leave my bag there, recorder still going, and I just go walk the halls. You know, I'm walking the hall outside. I walk outside, get a little warm, <laughs> sun right? there, you know, a little warm 101 degree weather uh, and walk back into the Arctic. And and then, you know, I, I finally I go back in and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm just not in it. And then a friend of ours, I, I didn't get permission to to share what um, he he wrote. So I'm not going to say who this friend is, but a friend of ours texted me and I'm going to share with you what he said. Okay, Saturday, 5.21 p.m. How is UPW going? All right. I said, day one was incredible in all capital letters. Loved the firewalk. Day two was mostly awesome. Awesome being in all capital letters. Today started rough. I got here before the doors opened and got front row seats but it felt like it was 50 degrees in here and uh, they had six massive AC vents blowing Arctic air with wind gusts of 25 to 30 miles per hour. I said, our hands were turning blue even with gloves on. He goes, dang, I should have warned you that Tony likes it cold, exclamation mark. I said, Stephanie left our seats to go off to the side. We ended up training our front row seats to a very back of the VIP session. He goes, oh man. I said, I'm in the middle of a crowd of non-participants. And I said, Stephanie left to go back to the hotel to sleep. I'm here, but I'm not quote unquote in it. And he says, make your move. Now, I'm not going to explain to you guys what make your move is about, but he says, make your move. And I just gave him a little wink emoticon. And I said, I'm watching people do something ridiculous. I won't tell you guys what it is, but they were doing something ridiculous. And he says, seriously, Cliff, do what it takes to get into it. This will be a game changer for you. Tomorrow is the best day of all. Now, he's telling me on day three that tomorrow is the best day of all. He says, I'll tell you some more stories later. And I said, I'll do it. Now, this is a friend who I look up to very highly. And when he says, Cliff, do this, man. I'm telling you, this is going to be a game changer. Do this. Get involved. And I said, I'll do it. He says, good. And I said, I'm moving to a location up front. He says, good, play full out, be a thermostat, not a thermometer, all right? So at 7.44, and by the way, I did move up, and I found myself a front row seat on the other side. Away from the air vents. Yeah, on the opposite side where there were no air vents. So I'm now back in the front row, and guess what? Changes everything. I'm now in a crowd of participants, people playing full out, and I played full out as well. And partly because this friend of mine reminded me that, do this, trust me. And so at 7.44, I texted him back and I said, I played full out for the past hour and 20 minutes. They're taking a dinner break now. Funny thing, it's a bit warm in here. (laughs) He says, good for you, I'm proud of you. And then on Sunday at 8.30 in the evening, which is right after we've wrapped up, he says, how's your experience been today? And I said, hmm, how to answer. And by the way, um, before we go into day four, which I just started to, 
let me tell you that once I moved up front, once I told this friend that I was going to do this and I did it and I get it, it instantly changed everything. Uh, and, and again, I'm in complete control of my emotional state. I can be in this if I want to and choose to in spite of how cold it is. I need to do things to make it happen and I made a decision and I did and it changed everything. I feel bad for missing all of those hours of content, allowing myself to focus on what I didn't like, but I figured, you know, forget that. I'm going to play out for the rest of the evening, full out. And so I did and man, did we have an awesome time. And here's the deal. We started, I got there at seven o'clock in the morning. Day three ended at 1.45 a.m. And I will tell you from from you know from when i moved up five something six o'clock or whatever when i moved up to the front all the way from then until 1 45 in the morning i was jumping up and down i was having the best time of my life i was up there dancing and guys i don't dance uh but i was dancing i was having the most incredible time and if you ask me day three to rate it between a one and ten up till let's just say five o'clock until 5 40 between 7 a.m. to 5.40, day three, if I rate that, it was a negative 100. It was a terrible experience most of that day. Most of that day. But from when I moved up to the front until 1.45, it instantly went back to a 10. Instantly, and I'm like, wow. I wish it wasn't so cold. I wish we would have had these seats over here instead of over there. And I think that would have changed everything. But... It is what it is. We can't change it. I'm not upset. This is just the way it is. And I'm glad that I was here for it. And what I experienced until 1.45 in the morning was just something that was just incredible. And so I was able to overlook the others because it was outweighed by what I experienced that the rest of the evening. This friend of mine says, dude, you need to get into this. He goes, by the way, tomorrow is the best day of the event. It's, it's total game, change, game changer day. So he was saying that day four, Sunday, would be that. Well, I tell you that, and we go there, and day four, Tony's not there because Tony does videos and to protect his voice, he only does he always he only does two of the days of the event, and uh, so there's a lot of video playback, and the energy during video playback is not the same as having somebody live on stage. I wish they would actually have Joseph McClendon III actually teach the materials rather than just play videos. But it was kind of a little awkward and just being authentic and telling you guys flat out how it is. Day four, um, and here's the thing, it was all health and fitness day and it's all things that you and I have been learning pretty much over the last 19 months and actually even before that. Right. So while, and by the way, don't get me wrong, there is lots of valuable information and insights that day that are incredible. But the way it was delivered, the fact that it was very low energy day even the jump up and get excited. It's like, you know what? I will just say this. There was, there's one word that I can give you from halfway through the day. Like at two o'clock in the afternoon on the final day, the fourth day, I'm like, is this over yet? It's like, how many more hours do we have to go? And we didn't even start until like 1230. And the thing is, is I, I'm ready to leave right now. It's like, but I decided I'm not leaving because this person that texted me says, this is the this is the day. It's the best day of the event. And I'm like, okay, so it must be the next segment that's going to be the best thing. Maybe it's the next thing. Maybe they're saving the best for last. And I'm like, nope. This is this is all I was just burned out. At the end of the evening, the fourth day, supposedly the best day of the event, he says, "How's your expense experience been today?" And I said, "Hmm, how to answer? Overall, great experience." Today was my least favorite day. Great information, but so much that we'd been working on already over the past 19 months. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'd rate my overall experience for the four days a 7. Day 4 and the first part of day 3 took this conference from a 10 down to a 7. In the moment, as at, at, at the end of the event, it had gone down to a 7. All right, That's how I was feeling. I, quite honestly, when I wrote these words... If you were to ask me to take one phrase and tell you what I was feeling, burned out. Yes. Fried. My head can't take anymore. And the biggest problem was just how boring the actual way that the final day was done with the videos. It's just like, you, you are not keeping my attention. You guys aren't doing the energy thing that you had the first three days. 
Yeah. You know, it wasn't because it was cold. It was it was the right temperature that day because they took out those air vents because <laughs> Tony wasn't there that day. Anyway, he says, I'll be interested in learning more. He is, oh, I was confused on the schedule. I thought it was the third day and tomorrow was the last day. Day four was my least favorite too, he says. I'm like, now you, now tell, you me. tell me. Oh, man. But you know what? I'm glad we didn't leave. I have the recording of, all, you know, the thing is, I, the, here's what I can tell you. I wish they either would have had Joseph McClendon III teach all the material instead of playing us videos or just let us go a day home or home a day early. Send us all home with DVDs so we can watch those videos in our living room. Yeah. It would have been zero difference. Yes. None. None. Nada. So here's what I can tell you is at the end of day four, overall, if you ask me then, what do I rate this conference? I would tell you it was a seven. And the reason I know that is because this friend of mine asked me, you know, and so here's the thing. I've been, we got back Monday. Monday. What is today? Wednesday. So it's Wednesday evening. We've been back for a couple days. I have, I'm still very motivated, very pumped up. I have more notes than you guys could possibly imagine. Things that are life-changing thoughts of, of how I'm going to start processing experiences in life moving forward. It's just incredible. And now that I'm a couple days away from it, I can tell you with full certainty, I give the entire four days worth of the event probably a nine rating. A nine rating. I, I, I understand why they did what they did on the final day. The cold air, if, if I didn't sit in the front row or if I would have been on the other side, I probably wouldn't have that. They can't, that's not their fault. That was just how things went. But here's what I can say is that overall, I rated a nine. Would I go back again? If you asked me there, while I was there, I would say no. That This is all I needed. Would I go now? Would now that I'm back? Would I ever go back to unleash the power within again in the future? And the answer is probably. And the reason why is because there's something about being in that room and hearing it and the energy and just being reminded of these things. Just in case down the road, I, I allow myself to forget about some of these valuable things that I definitely know to be true and have experienced before, but didn't have language until now. And focus, and it's, sometimes you just, you get this thing, and it's like you know this stuff, but you're no longer thinking about it. And I could see where it could be valuable two, three years down the road to go back and just be reminded of these things. Anyway, that that's mine. I don't know, Do you ha- now that you've been back, how would you rate the overall four-day experience? And be honest, just share whatever you think. I still think my overall experience is like at a seven and a half. That's my experience that includes the not feeling well. The first two days were absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing for me. The last two days were a serious struggle. The information on day four, which is an enormous amount of information. You could cover the information you cover on day four. In a four-day conference. In a four-day conference. Would you recommend this event to other people? Yes, I would recommend this conference to other people. Yes, I would tell them to play full out. Tell them to dress warm, tell many layers dress, of clothes. Yes, for that day. For Just, just, just for, take them every day just in case. Yes, you be prepared. If I ever went back, I'll take a blanket. I kept thinking how wonderful a Snuggie would be. I would probably go back and do another one myself. But I wouldn't go to day four. Okay. That makes complete sense. I, I would just skip out and on by day the way, four altogether. If you are not completely 100% convinced that you're you're definitely in a positive momentum moving forward in health and fitness, then, then go you to need day four. You need day four. Right. Trust me. Now, here, here's what I would like to ask you. Um, you know, day, in the middle of day one, you're like, dude, we need to bring our kids to this. Yes. So I want to ask you. I, not not any time later this year or maybe even not next year, but... Because it's a huge financial commitment. It is a huge financial commitment, which, by the way, we could probably get for free, all five of us. Okay. And the reason why, if, by the way, if anybody's listening and you're thinking you want to go to a Tony Robbins event, any of them, please consider contacting me first. I have a I have a personal contact within the Tony Robbins organization 
And I think for every five people I refer, we get one free ticket for our family. Okay. So, so okay. if, if, what is that? 25 people. Mm-hmm. So if 25 people go through me to sign up for any Tony Robbins then event, we could all five then go. all five of us would go for free. Okay. So the question is, what do you think, you know, now that we're back mm-hmm. and, and we're out, mm-hmm. we've talked about everything. Do you still think this is something we should take our kids to? Absolutely. That's why I thought so too. Absolutely. Um, The things that we learned on the first two days, the things that I know that you came away with on day three are things that I want them to start their life with, not things that I want them to figure out halfway through. It is incredible information. It's something that I want them to take in for themselves, not something that I just want them to, well, mom's saying I have to do that, so I have to do that. Right. You know, I I want them to see it. I want them to feel it. I want them to see other people experiencing it. We came home on Monday. Um, Megan picked us up from the airport, which is that not like a super cool thing? Yeah. Our own kid dropped us off and picked us up from the airport. Our daughter Um, just got her license. If you guys are wondering. We spent probably, I don't know, 45 minutes in one place. We were, we were all in one place talking. Um, Our kids are convinced you cannot convince our kids that we went to a conference they think we went to a rager yeah they watched my snapchat story. they watched cliff's snapchat with all of the jumping and all of the mosh pitting and they're like y'all didn't learn anything you went to a rager and you came back hippies Yep. this is what's going on and um I want to take them to a rager and bring them back hippies it's just as simple as that that's exactly it yeah. So yes, I would still. Yes, absolutely. There you go. So folks, you were wondering. And yes, I would let my children walk on fire if they chose to. Yeah. But I would not force them. Would to not do force it. them. But absolutely, we. There would was let, a six-year-old girl. That yes, um, I'm glad you brought that up. I was, was just was, thinking we need to bring that up before we. There end. was there was a six-year-old girl who um, did in fact um, come with her parents. There were a lot of children. there. Lots of children. There were actually a lot of children there. And by the way, no children got burned. No, none. But lots- I, I think because they have the power to do it more than we do. Yeah. They're, they have less conditioning yes. than we do. Oh, conditioning. I love and the sec- segment or the, the, the Which I think is day on, one. Yeah, des- day one was about conditioning. And, oh, my gosh. Um, but but so there, there was the most adorable little six-year-old girl missing her front teeth telling Tony I walked across the fire and I did not get burned. Yeah. So, yes, if our children wanted to, yes, but I would not make them. Yeah. Well, there I would you go. just say, you just stand over there and you watch me be a bad because <laughs> I know I can walk on fire. <laughs> nice. Everybody was asking, Cliff, tell us about your experience. Are you going to tell us about your experience? I want to hear Stephanie's point of view as well. And I'm like, yeah, we're, Stephanie says she's coming on the show. So thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming and playing full out here. I know it's late at night now. It's already 1142 as we're recording this. That's way past her bedtime. Thank you so much for going. Even though you didn't want to go, you weren't looking for it. You thought I was crazy once I started talking about fire and coals and walking on top of them. And and Man, the crazy didn't start there. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. But uh, I, I really appreciate you. And, and thank you for joining me in a podcast as a hobby. What was that? Ten and a half years ago, something like that. Yeah, it's something crazy. But yeah. uh, I love you, and I'm so thankful that we did experience this together. I it would it would not be the same if I would have gone and had this experience, and to come home and you had not had it with me. I agree. That I, would have I, been honestly, a massive detriment. I wonder how people do that because it, that would be very difficult. I agree. And so, if you're hearing my voice and you're thinking about going, take your spouse if you're married. Trust us. Trust us. Take yeah. your spouse and have them listen to this episode, especially if they're not into it. Uh, hopefully this episode will will convince you. And and I'm not we're not saying any of this so that we can get free tickets and stuff like that. Uh, that's not why we created this episode. But if you do decide you want to go to any Tony Robbins event, if you email me, cliff at podcastanswerman.com, I will personally connect you to my my person there. And I, like I said, I, number one, you'll get a discount off the price through my contact. And for every five people we refer, we'll get a free ticket for our family. So 
I would appreciate that if you do consider us. But th- that's it. Just real quick, my next episode, or my next episode, my next um, session of podcasting A to Z is w- just a month away. It starts on August 1st, and I already have a few students who have filled a couple seats. I am going to open this up to 30 students this time, so if you've been waiting to get in, August is going to be a great month to get your podcast launched, and uh, the summer is wrapped up, and you're no longer traveling, hopefully. So how about joining me and getting that podcast launched, especially for those of you who have been thinking about doing it for months. Some of you have been on the fence about creating a podcast for years, It's time to step up and take that first step and allow me to be your coach for four weeks, your personal coach walking you through every single step in the process. If you want to learn more, head over to podcastinga2z.com and Stephanie and I and our podcast that we do, Family from the Heart, a specific way, and I'm going to ask her to help me close it out and say, until next time, we encourage you to live your life with purpose.